spirit and in truth. Praise God. We will look into God's word. We will continue with our theme from the last two weeks. We have been sharing from 1 John chapter 1 verses 3 to chapter 2 verse 2. I will read 1 John chapter 1 verses 5, 6, and 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Father, we are grateful to you this morning. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, we bind them in the name of Jesus. Every critical spirit be stilled. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. We take victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The title for the message has been Enjoy the Fellowship. Enjoy the Fellowship. What is fellowship? Fellowship is coming together in one mind with one purpose. The purpose being honoring the Lord Jesus Christ, and serving one another. God expects us to have fellowship in every season and through fellowship share our trials and triumphs with each other. Praise the Lord. The scripture reminds us that God is the one who has called us into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. Our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. As Christians, the fellowship is in two dimensions. One is vertical with God. The other one is horizontal with one another. It's important that we establish the vertical relationship, the fellowship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ. What does that do? It lays down the foundation. Praise God. It lays the setting for us to experience the kind of bliss and joy that God has ordained. It sets the scene for the support structure as God has set for us as we have fellowship with him and fellowship with one another. The commune with God, it empowers us and strengthens us and his life and his grace flows in and through us, equipping us to serve one another. So in true fellowship, last week we said three things. We said we need to edify one another, that is, build each other up. Then we said we need to bear one another's burden. From Galatians, we looked into it. Then we said we need to exhort one another. Today we move to the next realm, which is 
um, not forsake the assembly of ourselves from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. Reading from 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who, is, who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another towards love and good works, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Not giving up meeting together as some have the habit of. Praise God. When God wants us to enjoy fellowship and be empowered by fellowship, now, if that empowerment and enrichment from fellowship has to be experienced in our lives, the first thing that we need to do is to become part of that fellowship. Praise the Lord. It's a very strange season to talk about fellowship because we cannot actually physically get together, you know. But we, thank God for technology, we are able to get together virtually. So fellowship is still available if we have the time and the willingness to come together. Praise God. The season is not going to last forever. Whenever God breaks the season, we are going to come out. And when we do come out, we want to come out with a renewed sense of appreciation. Appreciation for what God has done. Sometimes, when you have blessings flowing into our lives, we forget to give thanks to the Lord. We forget to appreciate God for what He has done. We forget to have an attitude of gratitude. So it's my prayer this, when God breaks this season and all of us come out, we will come out with a renewed sense of appreciation for what we experience and enjoy. We will come out with a renewed sense of zeal. Praise God. Not being complacent, but with a new strength, with a new vigor. Praise God. Not that the season kept us in lockdown and we became so slothful and lazy that we don't want to come out. No, praise God. This lockdown season, praise God. When God breaks it, you and I, by the grace of God, trusting in God, we will come out, we will come, we will break through it. Praise God. With songs of deliverance and celebrating the victory of the Lord. So, with a renewed sense of appreciation, with a renewed sense of zeal, praise God. With a renewed sense of commitment, praise God. So, this season is not going to dull our commitment to the Lord. We are not going to become blunt, but we are going to step out sharper than ever. Praise God. Hallelujah. All of us should come out with a new sense of vigor. 
praise God with a new sense of strength praise God because bible says those who wait on the lord shall renew their strength hallelujah yes and they shall mount up with wings of eagle so if you are in lockdown praise god you and i are waiting wait is never a waste praise god but when you wait on the lord he will impart his strength in us he will infuse his grace in us and we will come out with a new strength hallelujah declaring the victory of the lord amen praise god hallelujah yes so we are going to in the meantime we will continue in our virtual fellowship praise god so god wants us to be part of the fellowship fellowship with him and fellowship with one another but some people think you know and it has become a habit for them they don't want to be part of part of fellowship that's why the writer of hebrew says you know don't be like those guys who are in the habit of missing out on fellowship now those who are listening to me at home if your any one of you at home who's not able to log in encourage them if they are fast asleep wake them up tell them it's time to hear god's word because god is encouraging us to become part of fellowship be vibrant and active even in this day do not give up meeting together praise god you know quite often people always ask you know what's in it for me what's in it for me what am i going to get out of it this is what the normal thought pattern is for many you know why come for fellowship what am i going to get out of it see it's not a matter of what you are going to get out of it when you study the bible you understand what god expects us don't come with a mindset what's in it for me but come with a mindset that i am here to impart something to someone praise god it's not what i get out of it but it's what i'm going to give in the fellowship praise god listen you know when we put away the mindset what's in it for me and come to the fellowship to give what god has given in you and me in giving you receive praise the lord hallelujah in giving you receive you know what the lord jesus said he said it's more blessed to give than to receive praise the lord it's more blessed to give than to receive because when you give praise god what happens is see the grace that god has poured in us it's like a spring within us you know the more you give the more you receive praise the lord the more you give the fountain in you praise the lord the fountain in you does not dry out listen to this praise the lord in fellowship the more you give praise god the more you are able to give more because the fountain that god has initiated in you and me the fountain of grace praise god the 
fountain, the gift of encouragement, the gift of lifting each other up, the gift of comforting one another, the gift of lending a hand, the gift of fellowship, the gift of empowering each other. Praise God. The gift of redirecting lives in the paths of righteousness. The more you pour out into your fellowship, you will find that the spring within you that God has initiated, it does not dry out, but rather it continues to flow with a new sense of vigor because as there is more need around you. God equips you to give more because first of all primarily you are connected to him who is the source of life and who is the source of grace since you are connected to him. The demand that is more on you causes heaven to release more in you so that you are able to give out more. So don't come with the mindset into fellowship, what's in it for me? But come with the mindset, how I can give more. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about dollars and cents. I am talking about the grace of God that is vested in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you come together. Don't you come with that mindset, when you do come together, hallelujah, what happens when you are in that fellowship? You're spurring, the writer of Hebrews says, you're spurring each other up, hallelujah, for towards love and towards good deeds. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this fellowship is not just Sunday morning fellowship hallelujah but it's a fellowship as often as we can get together those who despise the assembling of yourself or those who despise fellowship they will find in their christian life that that they go dry praise god that they do not have the joy that God expects in, in them. Praise God. Listen, when you are cut away from fellowship, amen, when you are satisfied only with a Sunday service and does not allow you to go back again into fellowship and be enriched, what happens is slowly and steadily the joy in you, the life in you starts draining, says be sapped out of you. So we need to come again and again together so that we can receive of the Lord. You know, the early church, as it's recorded in Acts chapter 5, verse 42, day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Listen to this. You know, very interesting thing that's written there. You know, there was an explosion there. There was an explosion. Evangelism explosion. And on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved and were added to the church. Next round, another 5,000. Even the church, it's just, it was just, just an explosion. People were just coming to the Lord. It was just all of a sudden, it was like a huge mammoth crowd. And guess what? The Bible says, day after day, 
they met in the temple courts. So when they came to the temple courts, there was such an exuberance. There was such so much excitement. God was doing something new all the time. And they were worshipping and praising God for what God had done. But that did not stop. The, the Bible says that they, they went from house to house. So there are two things that are, that are recorded here. The two types of meetings are recorded here. One was a large gathering. Talk, you can call it as a corporate worship. You know the kind where we come together Sunday mornings and we have a gathering and we worship together. And that's good. That is an encouragement. It boosts up our, our faith in the Lord. And we are able to sit in the presence and together, you know, declare the victory of the Lord. But it doesn't end there. The next part says that day after day, they also met together in homes. So there is a large gathering, which is the corporate worship. And then there are the small gatherings, which are, I would like to call it, you know, the small groups. Praise the Lord. See, in this enrichment process, God wants you to be part of the corporate worship, and he also wants you to be part of a small group. Praise the Lord. God wants you to come to the Sunday service, and he also wants you to be part of the Sunday school. Praise God. You know, the Sunday school is also like a small group. You have everyone come together, you know, in a small class, in a small setting, five, seven, eight, ten, you know, and we are coming together and we are studying God's word. See, both of them this is important. That we come together as a corporate body to worship and then we come together as a, in a small setting. Whether it be Sunday school, whether it is the midweek meeting, whether it's the small group, group meeting, whether it's the life fellowship, whatever fellowships that we are, we cannot just simply forsake them. You cannot look at the bigger meeting and say, the smaller meeting is not important. You cannot say that, oh, I will go for the smaller meeting and not come for the bigger meeting. You know, by God's grace, even though we are in a lockdown, you know, we are able to have all these meetings in a virtual manner. So we make the most out of it. Praise God. You know, all these fellowships are important because what does it do? It helps us to grow in the Lord. So when we come together in this fellowship, what is it that we do? We huddle around each other. Praise God. And we huddle around what? We huddle around the word. Praise God. Our small groups, our fellowships should be such that we huddle around the word. Where there is word, there is life. Where there is word, the word himself, Christ the giver of life is present. Let me ask you, what is it that you huddle around? What do we huddle around? You know, remember those good old days, you know, Summer, winter, we have campfires, we huddle around, we have s'mores, we have fun, right? Now you cannot go out, but we still can huddle around virtually, but we make sure that we are, our, our huddling around is Christ-centered. Praise God. Hallelujah. Make sure that our fellowship is with Him, because that's where life is. Praise God. That's where strength is pumped into you. That's where st- 
stamina, spiritual stamina, spiritual tenacity, perseverance is pumped into you. Praise God. Look unto Jesus. The fellowship, the huddling together should be a place where we look to Jesus and we encourage each other in the things of the Lord. What do you huddle around? Praise God. Amazon's prime time, Netflix, Kyrily TV. What is it that you huddle around, my friend? Make sure when you huddle around, you have Jesus as the focus, Jesus as the center. Today, we are huddling around virtually, but God is going to break it and we're going to come through. God willing, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have an opening. We're going to start opening up the church. And I thank the Lord for all those who are here already. Praise God. You are forerunners of those who are coming behind us. Praise the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. See, so in fellowship, what happens? We come together and we spur each other towards love and towards good works. Amen. Not only that, what else do we do? We encourage, we uphold each other in the arms of prayer. Praise the Lord. Some of you guys have long arms. Some of you guys have short arms. Some of you guys have strong arms. Some of you have some big muscles. Praise the Lord. All of them are good. But make sure you have arms of prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because those strong arms, those long arms, those healthy arms, it's good in the physical realm. But in this fellowship, in this huddling around, God wants us to bear each other in the arms of prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bearing each other in the arms of prayer. Fellowship should lead to good works and love. And it doesn't end there. There has to be prayer. Why there has to be prayer? Because we want solutions to the issues that people face in their lives. Praise the Lord. Thank God for those who are able to counsel. Thank God for those who are able to give word of wisdom and word of knowledge. Amen. But there are issues in life which only prayer can resolve. Hallelujah. There are things that are impossible in the human realm that we are able to break. There are things that people are locked down into. In other words, there are issues and strongholds in the lives of people. And when you come together in fellowship and bear each other in the arms of prayer, what you are doing is you are giving them a hand and you are carrying them in this season and you are bringing them out of what they are going through and you carry them through and you bring them on the other side. You need to carry them in the arms of prayer. That's why James said, you know, pray for one another. Praise the Lord. The early church was a group of people who gave importance to prayer. Prayer. They prayed for each other. Have you ever thought about the prayer of Jesus? You know, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray as it is recorded in Mark chapter 6. This is what he taught. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. Did you know that the plurality in prayer. You know. 
us, 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 not me, 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 not I, I, I. When we are selfish, we are stuck with I, I, I. We are stuck with me, me, me. We are stuck with mine, mine, mine. But when you put yourself in fellowship, when you are plugged into fellowship, what happens is the I gives away to the us. That's why Jesus said, you know, give us this day our daily bread. Plug yourself into a fellowship, a small group, a Sunday school, a midweek meeting. You know what? You will find that the I is replaced. Praise God. Within us, you start praying for others. They start praying for you. We start bearing each other in the arms of prayer. The first day I reminded, if one person can put to flight a thousand Two to ten thousand. Amen. When you come together and you're linked together in prayer, praise God, you are able to produce more than what you could do by yourself. Now, who is included in this us? Praise God. To us who live in the U.S., praise God. We have a tendency, we think the us is U.S., The Bible have something to say about who this us is. When it comes to fellowship, use the scripture. When it comes to fellowship, I reminded the first day that the fellowship that the Bible talks about is with the people who have fellowship with Jesus Christ. It's an exclusive fellowship. That doesn't mean you and I should not be friends with our neighbors, co-workers, and the people around us. Here we are talking about the fellowship with Jesus and with each other. So don't get confused. And when I say something, don't take it out of context. Okay, when it comes to fellowship, we need to use the scripture to build our fellowship, to filter our fellowship. Look what the psalmist says. Psalm 119 verse 63. This is what the psalmist says. I am a companion. Look, I am a companion of all that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. Psalmist says, I am a companion of all that fear thee and of them that keep Thy precepts. The psalmist sheds light into the kind of people, the choice of people that God wants to have fellowship with. You know, in two words, this is how I want to put it. One, God fearers. God fearers. Second one, word keepers. See, the psalmist says, I'm a companion of all that fear thee and of them that keep thy precepts. So, what is a filtering system for our fellowship? Praise God. Is God fearers and God fearers and word keepers. Do we open the door for a seeker? Yes, you should open the door for a seeker and you should pray him into the her into the kingdom of God. Praise God. What is the advantage of being in fellowship with the word keepers and God hearers? Here is the advantage. Malachi 3.16 says, They that feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord heard them. 
So what is the advantage? When you are in fellowship with the God-fearers and the word-keepers, you get His ear. In other words, God is hearing you. Praise the Lord. Let's move on. This is how James puts it. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So, fellowship with the Father and the Son. Fellowship with each other. We encourage each other towards love and towards good work. We bear each other in the arms of prayer. And when you come together, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. I don't have the time to get into the context of it. But, and the the Bible says that when you do so, you may be healed. See, we have to build relationships between each other if we are able to un, if we are to share our issues problems and burdens with each other you know in babylon daniel had a small group daniel shadrach meshach Abednego, they came together and they had a major problem but they prayed and they got over it. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, what does confession do? Confess your faults or confess your sins to each other. Praise the Lord. In the contest, call the elders. They will come and you confess your sins to each other. Here, as you are in that fellowship, you confess your sins to each other. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What will confession do? Confession will liberate us. Confessing our sins will liberate us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, when you, confession should lead to prayer for one another. Praise God. When some brother and a sister comes to you and shares their issue, their predicament, it should produce in us empathy for them. Empathy in itself is not good, but empathy should lead us to stand in the gap for each other. Why do we empathize? Because anyone can be caught in fault. Anyone can falter in life. Praise God. But when we do empathize with them, we are able to pray for each other, stand in the gap, praise God, and help them out of that predicament. You know, when Ravi Zachariah, he passed away, one of my friends told me, you know how I wish I had prayed for him more. You know, it's human nature to pray for those who are weak and those who are struggling. Those who we feel are strong, those who we feel are able, we tend to think that they might not need prayer. But let me tell you, my friends, God wants to uphold, God wants us to uphold each other in prayer. Praise the Lord. I need your prayer and you need my prayer. We all need each other's prayer. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, when we confess our sins to each other, we are able to empathize and we pray for each other. There is healing. Healing where? Spiritual healing, 
Physical healing, emotional healing, relational healing, healing in every dimension. In the church of God, there are people who need healing. We quite often only talk about physical healing. There are people who need spiritual healing. There are people who need emotional healing. There are people who need relational healing. There are people who need financial healing. Praise God. All these things can be upheld in the arms of prayer when you come together. Praise the Lord. Confession provides covering for us. When you come together and confess each other's fault. Hallelujah. As brothers and sisters, we can give them a prayer covering once they have got right with God and they are reinstated with Him. Praise the Lord. The way the enemy operates is he wants to expose our faults and bring about our downfall. But when a Holy Spirit convicts a person, he doesn't condemn them. He convicts them so that they can be led to repentance and they can come to the Lord. When one confesses their sins, what it does is it disarms the enemy. Praise the Lord. What does it do? It takes the sting the bite out of the the, the the sting out of the bite it takes out the force out of the punch that the enemy wants to put upon our lives I'm going to conclude here I'm not done with this portion God willing that we will pick on it next week but I want to conclude with, an, with a real life story that happened you know sometimes you know people are hesitant to share their struggles and if they are fallen in sin they are hesitant to share with each other because the lack of comfort level you know because of the lack of comfort level but you know God has put us in fellowship so that we can share our struggles with each other and get the kind of enrichment that we need in our life a brother was caught in sin he suffered the consequences of it. You know, sin always have consequences. You know, depending on, on what kind of sin it is, it can have ripple effect in our lives. It can have domino effects in our lives. Quite often we think that when we do something wrong, it only affects our lives. That's not true. It has a, a nature of having a ripple effect, a domino effect. It will go much more. The scope of its impact can go further than what you and I can ever think. This brother was caught in sin. The church disciplined him and he asked the Lord to forgive him. The Lord, of course, when your heart is broken and when you repent, God will forgive us of our wrongdoings. He got right with the Lord and he got right with the person that he offended. But no one knew that the issue was set right because this was something that was in the open. Praise the Lord. He came to the pastor and the pastor gave him some advice. Next week, just before the communion, this was, the church was ready for communion. This fellow who had once fallen in sin but restored and reinstated came up to the front and he publicly said that what what he had gone through, how he had erred in his life, and how God was gracious, and how the Lord forgave him, and he asked everybody's forgiveness. Praise the Lord. There was not a single eye 
that did not wipe away their tear everybody's heart was touched where there should have been a critical spirit critiquing him and judging him was replaced with the power of forgiveness praise god hallelujah praise god see when a offense is made publicly praise god the the the, the solution is always publicly when it is done privately the offense is privately it should be resolved privately praise the lord public offense and private offense sin should not should never be exposed beyond the scope of its influence if it is influenced only within the four walls of a home that's where it should be resolved if it is exposed within the four walls of a congregation that's where it should be resolved if it is exposed in a wider range that's where it should be resolved when you do that what happens is what the enemy thought for evil you are pulling the sting out of his bite you are taking the force out of his punch yes the next time enemy punches he will realize that the people have forgiven and what the enemy intends doesn't work what are we talking about confessing our sins to each other when we confess our sins to each other there is healing that takes place when we confess our sins to each other there is a covering that we get praise god we are covered by the body of christ that will stand up with us praise god not allowing praise god the whiplash to come back because there is true repentance reinstating the person praise god i'm not done God willing we'll pick it up next week praise god hallelujah fellowship enjoy the fellowship praise god if you have to enjoy the fellowship you have to be part of the fellowship don't forsake the assembly of yourself come praise the lord come come for corporate worship whether it's virtual or physical come for the midweek services come for the small group meetings come and be enriched and be blessed may god bless you